Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley McRoberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is, Nicholas. We watch this trash so you don't have to. But you can if you want to. And you're going to want to, folks. Did it sound more authentic this week than it did last week, Ash? We hope so. We really do. And I say we, me and Lily. Yes. We're both hoping that And it I'm hoping good. that it didn't. I'm always going for ingenuine. Mm disingenuous i don't know i don't know who cares uh you know what i do care about though uh if you blowhards enjoy this podcast please uh take a moment to uh go to our page on the apple podcast app and rate this podcast five stars write a little something nice it helps this podcast out and makes us feel really good and then we'll like you more yeah and if you're thinking but i listen to the show isn't that enough no the answer is no Not we're hanging all. on by a thread mentally emotionally financially Always. we need every time someone gives us a five-star review we get five dollars yeah they give us five <laughs> They give you $5? No, <laughs> oh, no. Right. I wish it could money. be turned into money. No, everybody knows podcasts are a money pit. Yeah. Everybody knows that's that. That's what they say. Duh. Anyway, it just makes our day. Also, if you are in Virginia, Philadelphia, North Carolina, we are going on tour, and we'd love for you to come out to a show. On June 15th, we'll be at Philadelphia at the Good Good Theater. On June 16th, we'll be in Richmond, Virginia at the Coalition Theater. On June 18th, we'll be in Asheville. North Carolina at the Lazoom Room on June 19th. We'll be in Chapel Hill at the Pitt Chapel Hill. All of these uh, dates and links to tickets are on my website. Um, you can go there. You can get tickets. I really would love it if blowhards came to the North Carolina shows in particular so that they are not just full of people I went to high school with. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Help Ashley out, <laughs> folks. Uh, this is this uh, episode is dropping on uh, June 10th, 2019. Yeah. So if it's after June 2019, you've missed us. Mm -hmm. But we'll probably come back because we had a great time. Folks, those dates are coming up. That is these, this following Saturday. Wow. We are in Philadelphia. And we suspect that to be a fantastic show. So get tickets Please. while they last. Get those ticks. Um, but we, uh, if we sound a little, I don't know, out of it today, We're frazzled. a little frazzled, Nick thinks it's my fault. It's well, I, yeah, it, it probably is your fault. I wasn't thinking that fault. until you, he thinks it's my fault. <laughs> until you brought that up. I wasn't thinking that, but, um, uh, the car got a flat tire this morning and yeah. it truly took over our day. It was like a five hour extravaganza of dealing with this flat tire because people, we live in the city of Manhattan. No, we actually live in Brooklyn, but we live in New York. We live in the city of New York and things are tougher here. And that's the truth. Well, Ashley has a art class that she goes to every Sunday. I'm learning to be a comic book artist. Thank you. I'm going to draw comic books about Friday Night Lights. Look for that in the next couple of years. <laughs> so, uh... I think it's accessible by subway, being it that it is, is Manhattan and you listen, live in Brooklyn. They don't want to know about the L train drama, but like, the, well, there really is no drama. I mean, you have to wait so twenty much minutes drama. for a train. You just kind of time it out. There are apps for that. Nick but, you doesn't know. You know, know you do. Nick doesn't know why I chose to drive. Usually, I take the train. I've been going to this uh, class at the Ninety Second Street Y for two months now, and I have taken the train every class. 
Today I drove because I had jokes due this morning for a job that I've been working on. And we had a very busy Saturday and I didn't get to write those jokes. So I was like, okay, I'll get to the class 30 minutes early and I'll have time to write the jokes because it's either an hour train ride or a 25 minute car ride. So I did the car ride. And when I parked the car, I'm such a good parallel parker. I went and looked around the back just to make sure I was like close enough to the curb. And I realized that flat tire yeah the back back rear tire was flat yeah it was flat and so i woke up to that phone call of ashley telling me that and uh just starting to feel okay yeah right now and it is 6 p.m on saturday night we basically dealt with it i mean i went to my comic class because priorities people and then after the comic class it was just about i don't know two three hours of getting the uh, the tire getting a spare put on and getting back to brooklyn and then i immediately went to sleep yeah, I mean, I, I guess a normal human being would just change their own tire. Neither of us know how to do anything. That's <laughs> well, important for you guys to understand. I was also an hour away by train. So it was either Ashley attempts it on her own, Ashley calls this uh, and guy I did, on her own, I or did I come attempt and call it on her. my own. He got there. You guys, Nick and the car, the tire guy arrived at the same time. Yeah. But it was nice having Nick there because everything is in Nick's name. So it's like Geico had to call Nick and be like, do you have a girlfriend named Ashley and you gave her permission to use your car? Yeah. And I was on the subway and luckily we stalled out uh, <laughs> in a place I had service for the two minutes. It was actually quite uh, convenient and Fortuitous. nice. I mean, honestly, it all worked out until we had to drive back to our neighborhood and realize it was the Puerto Rican Day Parade Day. Oh, yeah. And uh, happy you, Puerto Rican Day Parade Day, guys. And, and it's very important in our neighborhood and you can't go down any streets. That you All the streets were blocked off. And every other street had like, uh, you know, convertibles with Puerto Rican uh, flags flying. So from many them flags, and, people honking. Everyone yeah. was having having a great time it's a party. which usually is very enjoyable to watch but not when you have a donut on your car that you're scared is going to pop at yeah. any second and you got to go over the ed Koch queensboro bridge oh my with god a goddamn donut can't go over 35 am i right folks you Anybody know i else? put on those blinkers y'all yeah hazards hazards are important yeah uh so that was what we just dealt with and now we're about to push out some premium podcast for your ass is it's all about the content baby uh you know ashley and i uh you guys know our favorite show at the moment right now is double shot at love Ooh, which is uh if you don't know you're not your first timer on this show guys that is paulie d dj paulie d yeah get it right the keto guido Vinny. yes from the jersey shore they have a uh, reality show right now that is on mtv where they are dating women and they're dating the the same women and they all live in the same house and these women like them sort of and who likes who more and they're competing for their love it's yeah. in the vein of celebrity it's a vh1 throwback and feel and style it is on mtv it is on thursdays thursdays and we're getting towards the end we're coming to it folks we have learned some big truths which is that i don't think nick or i like Vinny. is that true I don't like Vinny, no. I think we both stopped liking Vinny during this show. You could probably go back to early episodes of Reality Blows when the uh, first of the rebooted Jersey Shore season came out. Family Vacation. I really liked it. And uh, I think we really liked Vinny for like a little bit. And then he turned on us during his issue with Snooki. Uh, where he got kind of weird when Snooky was basically like, we can't like be alone together because we hooked up and my husband yeah. is upset about that. I can't, I guess Vinny wasn't allowed to go to Snooky's wedding. And then around those episodes, Vinny reacted in a really just 
it was poor, not poor way comfortable it just was no like made him look good bad about it. and we were just like eh, Vinny's kind of a weenie yeah. I don't know about Vinny now Vinny on this show is taking a different role which is kind of like the I don't know I wouldn't call him creepy because the show itself is creepy but he not creepy with DJ Polly D uh, DJ Polly D seems to you know be able to navigate these waters Vinny just he's doing some weird stuff with his mouth when he's making out he's with making people. out with a lot of girls and it's gross he's blinking weird Ashley has a uh, an issue with the tick he has like a, a blinking tick it's very clear on this show that he is um like really set the second place prize and I feel like Vinny is feeling that as well and it's not coming off that great um another thing that's happened with this show that i am completely surprised by nick i don't think we've discussed this i've kind of done a 180 on nikki nikki who is the person who is the diehard for Polly d on this show yeah day one and nikki she hall hanging on all the girls hate her supposedly yep. mm-hmm. and uh you know in this past episode confessed her love to other people for DJ Polly D. Yeah. And everybody was creeped out by it. Now you like her now. I like her now. In the first few se- first few episodes, she's really edited like a villain. All the girls don't like her in the house. She's constantly like either starting drama or crying. Like she did go after Susie for her voice and and I do like Susie. You know what? Call me basic. I like squeaky Susie. She reminds me of Snooky. Um so, you know, there were some situations like that in the show early on where I was like okay I can see how these girls are kind of like annoyed that Nikki is is not playing this game in a way that's inclusive because Nikki was just immediately like he's mine none of you are my friends I'm not going to be friendly about this I'm going to make every situation about me I'm going to win this show and they're like god why is she doing this but then i'm watching it and i'm like why is she not doing this i mean yes that's the point of the show nikki is that bitch and she is running the show i think that she does have feelings for polly i think polly does have feelings for her i'm impressed that she was able to go in there and just kind of make this about her and to be the storyline really and in social dynamics she has been the number one storyline between the girls throughout this entire season i'm impressed and i like her and i'm rooting for her now i know the hate mail we are gonna get because of this statement but she, she's gorgeous she's she's not funny that's the only thing i don't uh i'm not crazy about but i could see her on the challenge and that's when when i start thinking i could see someone on the challenge is when i usually start liking them you know i she was getting an edit to make me not like her and i followed along with that um what i find interesting we are but sheep people what i find you know i respect editing you know what i mean if this is the me story too. they're trying to tell me i'll take that story yeah. I, I don't like going against the stories and obviously that's part of the reason why i am against the social media aspect to a lot of these reality shows where people are trying to get the real story out there i don't want the real story i want the entertainment so give me that entertainment uh give me that edit yeah but yeah she was getting a shit edit she was the villain um what i find interesting is and i think you you still are sheep because they're not giving her a terrible edit the past couple of episodes ever since there was the 
episode where the rest of the girls had to give everybody superlatives mm-hmm. and she kind of got pounded on like mm-hmm. by calling be the most needy the fakest thirstiest or whatever, thirstiest and she kind of cried and then everybody had to you know Polly and Vinny had to kind of intervene and make her feel better yeah that was like three episodes two episodes ago ever since that uh they have kind of backed off on that um as being like uh, the full A story or A plot mm. for an episode. So I think you're feeling like the heat isn't on her. You're not seeing that strange uh, villain edit, so you're not reacting to it. I think that's part of it. I find it to be interesting that in this last episode, it looked as though um, Nikki has like a crew of friends yeah. who kind of like her in the house, yeah. and they are sharing rooms together. They're choosing to live with one another, yeah. and we're not seeing any of that on the show. Like It's not like we're getting like a redemption storyline or interviews from the other girls being like, you know what, Nikki's misunderstood, and I kind of like Brittany her. did say that. Oh, Brittany okay. said that in an interview. She said, I think Nikki is misunderstood, and watching it, Early on, I was kind of like, interesting that Maria is always around Nikki. Yeah. And, you don't, and you don't see that they're palling around. You don't really. see them it's palling a, it's, around. It's, but every she'll time. She'd be in the foreground uh, or the yeah. background kind of blurred but out. But every time there's like a Nikki scene, Maria's like sitting next to her or like leaning on her or something. But you don't see them bonding. You just see them physically close to each other a lot. And that's when I started to realize when I noticed that it's like, well, Maria is strictly in the Vinny camp. Yeah. And so you got to imagine the people that are are probably uh, uh, easier on Nikki and like Nikki more the people who are not going for Polly. Mm-hmm. She is not in, mm-hmm. she's not going for Vinny. She's made it abundantly clear yeah. uh, multiple times out loud that she does not find Vinny attractive right. and, and would not go she's for... She's there for a single shot yes, of love. Yes, Now, what I also found interesting, you you talking about the, this editing, you are right. I am also being manipulated by the change in editing. But not last episode, but the episode before last. Spoiler alert, B-Lashes went home. And that whole like storyline with B Lashes going home was like, I'm going home while Nikki is staying and all the other girls being like, I can't believe Nikki's still here and they're sending B Lashes home. And it was like the fact to me that B Lashes was like so upset about Nikki still being there when she was going home really made me take a step back and be like, okay, wait a minute. Why are all these girls so obsessed with Nikki? You know, and it really, B Lashes was playing the "Hey, let's make a whole bunch of new girlfriends" game. Yeah, when that was not the game. Nope. B Lashes, you were not uh, tempting the boys in any way. You, were you not... did provide a lot of fun commentary, though. I enjoyed you on the show. Yeah, I guess. I guess I could have done without B Lashes. I kind of felt like she was part of the dead weight crew. Um, other people that went home since we last talked about this, and I think probably most notably that same episode, Holly went home. Right? Mm. Did we talk about that on here? I don't Poor know. Holly. Poor Holly. Poor Holly went home, and then the following episode, uh, Marissa. Yep. Uh, she went home. Who's kind of like the? Uh, let's say she she would fit in on the Jersey Shore cast quite. quite well, I well. mean, we got a crew there: Holly, Marissa, um, B Lashes, and Darren. They're like the East Coast dark haired. Yes. The, the brunettes are going home. The blondes were all taken out immediately. Yeah. And now the brunettes are going home. Uh, and also who went home the last episode is Susie, the aforementioned mm-hmm. Susie. Um, also part of that crew. And she, uh, the reason Marissa went home is because they felt like she was too much like family, like a friend. Yeah. And the reason that Susie went home is that she just wasn't 
going hard enough, basically. Mm. Said that you're, we enjoy you, uh, you're a lot of fun um, in, a, in a group, but in a solo way, we haven't really gotten to know you. Yeah. Um, and I also, I feel like uh, that same episode, we had a huge cameo when the girls went out uh, to New Jersey or mm-hmm. to Staten Island to mm-hmm. hang out with Vinny, and they were in a pizza place. And who came along? Who a, came to dinner? A very pregnant Snooky. Snooky came. Girls flipped, and yes. then there was a big little uh, back and forth about how Snooky and Susie look alike. Yeah. Um, of course, Susie looks like she's the 15 year uh, junior. Of Snooky, I mean, maybe a little less work done okay, on the thing. Okay. I just felt like the comparisons were a lot really based on uh, compl- uh, complexion and hair. And attitude and like uh, the squeakiness. Snooky and doesn't the... have a laugh, you know. Snooky's just kind of, you know, she's kind of okay, a They're drunk, short you know? Italians. They're sh- are, yeah, I guess. Is Susie that short? Is she short? I don't know. I... Long, dark hair yeah. and a complexion yeah. uh, that would match uh, a Mediterranean complexion that would match Snooky's. I don't even know. Snooky's not 100% Italian. Who the hell anyway. knows? Who knows? Uh, but anyway, once they started making the, those comparisons yeah. and they were doing it like it was a positive thing, like in the actual show. Then I'm got- so on board with you. Is that when you realized Snooky was going? I mean, that's when you realized Susie was going home. Because they hit a, Ven- they hit a Vinny interview and yeah. she's like, yeah, I don't I don't know how many Snookies I need in my life. It was yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is uh, Susie's time. Yeah. I also thought Brittany was going to go home and they made us feel like Brittany was going to go home because they really milked that uh, cab ceremony. Oh, at the yeah. End. Brittany cried. Brittany was, uh, got through by the skin of her teeth. Um, but, uh, you know, Brittany is the, uh, quote unquote MILF with a 16 year old daughter. Yeah. So, and we did find out through Snooky that Vinny likes MILFs. Yeah. Um, I thought this Snooky cameo was so much better than the Angelina episode. It was it was they're almost you almost can't even compare them. It was Angelina ain't got nothing to live for, man. She's coming in there. She's like, "You want Angelina? I'll give you Angelina. I'm going to pick fights with all the girls and I'm going to make sure that I get my own show." Like, yeah. you can just kind of feel that she's trying to play the part of Angelina. Uh Snooky rolls in, couldn't be more casual, Snooky. Super chill. About 50 months pregnant. Got a big old mom purse full yeah, of shit. She's just drinking a big glass of water and pulls she's out just, a clipboard. Pulls she's out like, a clipboard. "Okay, who has an STD?" Yeah, she's trying <laughs> to figure out when the last time everybody had sex was yeah. and uh really got down to business. It was one little dinner and they popped that through on a few minutes on the show and you got all you needed it was for fun that cameo also in that episode uh right before the girls went to staten island they took another trip on on the on the pj on the private jet with vinnie Pauly d went to vegas to see him rock one of his shows and the girls seem to have a good time there as well yeah it's true uh although as you were saying last episode, um, when, uh, it was like a uh, a rocky road on that plane. And do you think that L was uh, L one of There's the girls? There's a lot of turbulence, yeah. and L one of the girls freaked out. She started having a meltdown. She was asking for Polly, and then all the other girls were like, "She's just doing this for attention." As someone who suffers from crippling flight anxiety, I believed her. You believed her. I yeah, believed her too. I believed she her. She did look pretty rocky. She looked it. upset. Well, I guess we should make our real quick make some picks. Who do you think that? Because um, it's got to be within the next two episode, two three episodes that yeah. we're going to find out. Yeah. At this point, who do you think? This is my question. Who do you think both the guys will end up with, and then who do you think they should end up with? DJ Pauly D is going to end up with Nikki. He should probably end up with Darren. Vinny is going to end up with Elise. He should probably end up with Maria. That's very interesting. I think that 
I'm going to say that your DJ Pauly D predictions mm-hmm. and thoughts yeah. are mine. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's Nikki, and I think that it probably should be Darren. And I think with Vinny that it's going to be Maria, and that it probably should be Maria. Oh. It, and just because she's on some reality stuff, she kind of understands. She's not like... I feel like some of these women like being on this show, but aren't aren't really ready for the repercussions of when it comes out. Right. She knows the deal. She knows the deal. She's been and there she's before. also maybe the best lady in the house. Not that Vinny deserves a Maria, but obviously. Maria is so freaking gorgeous. It almost pains me that she's going to end up with Vinny if she does. She's Her crying so in the beautiful. bathroom on that last episode yeah. at Vinny's uh, Staten Island townhouse. Did you, were you, what did you think was going on there? Was she really hurt? Yeah, of course. You don't understand. I don't know if she likes him really. She likes him. She does. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that I was just, that. Oh. I just really want to get into our next segment. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm so, feeling the scratch, the itch. Folks, uh, as we talked to you last week, Ashley, um, Got hooked. Ooh, big time, on baby. On a franchise. And that franchise is? Southern Charm. Southern Charm. So when she was visiting her grandparents in Virginia, her and her grandma watched an entire season of Southern Charm, uh, season one. In episode, three days. In three days. <laughs> and then as we talked about last week, Ashley was very disappointed when she came back to New York City and found out that I had only watched one episode. <laughs> you had three days, Nick. Uh, but I made a pledge to her and to the blowhards that I enjoy. I, I said that I enjoyed the show uh, so much that I do think I can crush a season in a week. Mm-hmm. And did I, Ash? He did, folks. I did. I watched an entire season, but it was only eight episodes. We actually got to watch the reunion together. together like uh, a loving family. And I guess uh, for the rest of this episode, we're going to give you our thoughts on oh my the God. first season of Southern Charm. Now, I would like to make a disclaimer. Oh, my God. I listen. I, I, I Hey, I read the trades, okay? I understand that some people on this show in season one... Um, have hit even more hard times, if you will. So I, would I wouldn't say, even call them hard don't, times. They've That's exposed themselves thing. to be yes, criminals yes. and people who are morally depraved. Yes. Now, I don't. I know that we all know what we're talking <laughs> about here, and I do feel like, out of context, it would seem in 2019, June the 10th. To say that you like some of these people would be thought upon as maybe not a great statement to say into a microphone, right? Yes. I do want to talk about this as if I'm just watching this first season and I don't know anything else because I really don't know what the hell is going on. I only hear what people tell me and it's I like, know what's going oh. on. And it's like, oh, okay, these things are, but I, I didn't let that affect my enjoyment of this first season. Does that make sense, Ashley? It does. And okay. I will say that I, I also watched this um, and had a very neutral approach to these characters we are going to talk about and then later i learned about their um transgressions yeah and i i i said to myself you know what it fits i'm not i'm not surprised yeah um but i would also like to talk about them in terms of sort of our initial reactions instead of you know just guys, all we're trying to say is like, don't get mad at us for liking T Rev, okay? Right, and it's not even that we like him, but just don't get mad that we're not like that we're talking about. Yeah, him. don't get mad that we're talking about him and and that we're also not shitting on him. And it's like not even that we like him; he's just like good reality television yeah. this first season. Yeah, you know. So 
it's hard to know. I just wanted to say that. So uh, n- enough talk about that. So Ashley, yeah, why don't you take us through uh, your initial feelings, um, yes. anything you'd like to? Well, after the first episode, I was actually kind of put off by the show because it did remind me of sort of guys that I grew up with in North Carolina who were land rich, like their family had owned. They come from like, you know, a, an old Southern family. Their family had owned a bunch of land and they still own land and they, they, um, they have that whole sort of Shep vibe mixed with T-Rav. This is, this is a, a character that I have come across in my life, especially as a young woman, dealt with this type of man before. And it um, made me angry for a second because I remembered them. But then as the show goes on, you, you see them as kind of buffoons. And so I enjoyed being able to laugh at them. Also, I lived in Savannah for a while, and Savannah society has a lot of parallels to Charleston society. So it started, it, it, it went from being like, ugh, this guy, you know, this guy reminds me of so-and-so, to being like slightly nostalgic because I was viewing it from a safe distance. Yeah, I, it's interesting. I, I didn't really know what to think when I cracked this first episode on. What happened to me, and it's probably just, it's probably more of a comment of just where my head's at in life right now. I enjoyed the entire lifestyle and the setting of this show. I felt like it was more comfortable and made me want to live it more than any other reality show that I had seen uh, as of recent. As you guys know, we live in Brooklyn. Uh, it's quite uh, a different landscape than that of Charleston. Um, and, you know, uh, grass is always greener, folks. I'm watching these guys hang out at their uh, wine parties. They're uh, on uh, watching, going to the beach, going to the beach, checking, you know, playing hang golf, out the country, doing a lot of country stuff. But also there's a nice nightlife. Happening, yeah, no, they're living food. better lives than us. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, I, and I, I, I had the it was the first time that I had ever watched one of these shows and the the lifestyle called to me because yeah. when I'm watching reality, like I don't want to live in a house with DJ Polly D and Vinny. Of course not. I don't, it's different. Y- you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be a bartender at, you know, pump. You know what I mean? I, I don't, you know, the, these, these things that I'm addicted to, I'm watching because of the interpersonal relationships, but I'm definitely not going, boy, you know, it would kind of be nice to be able to go to like a party where I wore a tux and people were serving good food. Oh my and, God, you you're know. eating oysters, <laughs> yeah. you're hanging out with your friends. The next day you're getting on someone's sailboat, you're yes. going around the harbor. Living in Charleston is fantastic if you have money. I've Same never with been Savannah. to Charleston. I've never been to Charleston. Honestly, Savannah is better than Charleston, I've but been that's to just my opinion. What's Greenville like? Uh, it's not It's not Charleston. It I'll tell Charleston. you that much. It didn't look like it. Another thing that happened that I almost forgot about, Nick, is that after I watched like a couple episodes of the show, I was, tweet- I was um, tweeting, I was texting with Ray Sani, past guest, and talking about how it's like the perfect it's so Faulknerian because you have like these really just almost cut from like the sound and the fury type characters and you're seeing the show is a display of sort of the decay of southern society in this hyper color of this of the frame of bravo it's fascinating and I spent about an entire day thinking about a paper I wanted to write and it is not for the podcast Okay, but I just want 
you guys to know, so rarely does a reality show spawn an idea for an academic paper in my brain. <laughs> and it really did with this because the decay of Southern society in Faulknerian novels is so closely tied to the institution of slavery. And you're seeing the decay of Southern society in Southern charm, but they're never addressing, you know, the elephant in the room, which is slavery and how these people have so much money yeah. and like everything that is wrapped up. And so it's just the dichotomy of that and the fact that these these characters are so similar to what Faulkner was writing about without showing us sort of the foundation of that is to me fascinating so that's just something you guys should be on the lookout for in the next two years uh, <laughs> I'm gonna write a paper and get it published um, so what I thought was interesting like about that is um, I also enjoyed you mentioned these people's wealth and wherever the frig it comes yeah. from. Um, they don't really talk about it. On the reunion, m my prince, Andy Cohen, yeah. asked all the right questions yeah. and did get them to sort of uh, divulge and divest. Is that how you talk about your money? Mm, I don't remember. What who knows? I don't know what the word is. Um, you know, specifically Shep. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and Shep is, I enjoyed the fact that these folks, aside from Jenna, but the, the rest of these folks seemed so comfortable with the fact that they come from money yeah. that it, it was not, it wasn't shameful. No, they're like, I have funds. Yeah. And they're saying, I have trust funds and that come, they come from wealthy families I'm, and those families' yeah. wealth was built on slavery. And I'm not, but that's not being addressed right. in the show. But I'm just, I just like the fact that they're like, yeah, I'm not working for this money. This is how I get my money and that's my lifestyle and yeah. I'm living my life. Yeah. And you're just like, whoa, like... On these other shows, they they rarely they, do they ask these women about their money and and you know and and it's always known you know oh she comes from the Morgan you know she married yeah. into the Morgan family like you know uh, she this that and the, but it's never really like they're they always have like a um a way to kind of bounce that away or it's like well you know how I do Andy or or do like I have my clothing store my, my you, clothing line is where I make most of my money and I work for every you know Ramona all these do you think that's because they're dealing with women and not like like these are young people like Shep having like just living as a surfer and having multiple trust funds is kind of infuriating because he's 31 but like Ramona or whatever getting sent money from an ex-husband I'm just taking a shot in the dark don't know if she has an ex-husband she does and <laughs> uh, Mario and it's funny that you say that because they may be having sex at the moment but oh my god we don't we don't know but um, you know what i mean like we just with adults with older people we're like yeah you have money you lived a life yes but with young people we're like how the fuck do you afford this well i would say like if you were going to take new york these women are very they've made their money through working certain places a lot of the like bethany is the came from nothing person who now you know owns skinny girl yeah. and sells real estate in new york city two million dollars you know what i mean and they are very quick to defend that but on the reunion when you ask shep that he's like i have two funds they come from somewhere and yeah. i enjoy my life and yeah and you just don't hear that uh, you know, and then the other young people reality show thing that we I will watch say that's is, also a very southern thing. 
Well, in the beginning, they talk about how they don't talk about money on the show. Yeah, but I mean, just like kind of having it and just being like, yeah, it's just to have a nonchalant attitude to having it. Well, the one person that didn't have the nonchalant attitude about that is Jenna on yeah. the show. Uh, Ooh, uh, she did not like her money being questioned. So there's a moment on the show. Uh, uh, Jenna seems to be Whitney's good friend. Jenna King, by the way, she is a cast member on season one. I'm pretty sure she's never brought back. She seems like a fish out of water the entire season. I'm not even sure she's Southern. Uh, she seems boring. She seems boring uh, and kind of petty. That. So there's a moment when they question that why her house is like 19 stories and yeah. she's like 22 and doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, and she's very sort of, uh, you know, defensive about it and says, I invest in things. I invest in investments. Yeah. Like, and, she, and the girl, it's like Whitney's personal assistant. She's like, yeah, but how do you get your money? And she's like, I just get my, how do you get your money? She's like, I work. I'm working for Whitney right now. I, God knows what I'm doing, but yeah, I'm working for Whitney I have right to now. suck his dick every night. Something, um, something's going on. Anyway, yeah, the money situation was very interesting to me. But I guess the best way to sort of uh, break the show down um, is to go just through the our main cast and talk about how we feel about them. Yeah, should we start with males or females? There's a lot of males. So. Oh, you know what I found out that was interesting was that the whole reason the show happened is because Whitney made that horrible documentary about like a, a 70s fashion designer. And the reason why I say it's horrible is because on episode one of Southern Charm, Whitney's saying like it got bad reviews and then you see like a, a splash of a headline across the screen that's like this is self-indulgent crap or something like that so he got on Bravo's radar because of this doc and he was like you guys have to come to Charleston and see the group of guys I hang out with I mean we are like we're looking for poon hounds we're chasing that poon every night you know he's like we're looking for poon <laughs> hounds and chasing them around that's what we're doing in Charleston with poon hound hounds we're like we're just like ladies Man, we're out on the town you should you should see hands. all the girls that we're out and so bravo was like okay like let's go try and do this show about guys single guys like this will be something new for us needless to say one woman stole the show two women actually now that i'm thinking about yeah it. so it, it i guess it ended up a little different but believe i mean it, believe it ash that this was a show about about men yes and, and, and you were shocked by that and, yeah. and you you mentioned that at the reunion. You were like, this is a Bravo show, and it's like mostly all it's, men on the stage right now. It's uh, rare when you get uh, when you have a show about men, and that's something that Andy brought up. He said it's uh, very interesting. This is the first time that we've... It's been uh, uh, generally about men and, and their goings-ons yeah. versus the ladies. Uh, I thought it was a breath of fresh air. I enjoyed it. I mm -hmm. think men should be the focus of more things. Uh, I think uh, it's, oh been, my God. it's been far too long. Oh, my God. You guys, I'm so sorry. Uh, but, yeah, so let's go through through. The cast Shep. So we have you have Shep. Uh, Shep is uh, he's um, cute. He's adorable. Cute, he adorable. has coke nose. Yeah, um, he's coked up, and I think he knows it, and I think we know it, and I think yeah. it's, everybody's okay with it. And we're all like, "Why are like Shep, Craig, Travis, and like Whitney all friends?" And then you're like, "Oh, they're just like all doing coke together. Yeah, they just like, party. They party all the time because they're all different ages. Yeah, they're <laughs> there's no reason they should be friends. Yeah, they don't seem like they'd be friends at all. Yeah, but for some reason they are. Although they all do seem like they don't really like Craig very much. It's probably because he's a yank that's the other thing is craig's from delaware and yeah. the way they talk about him is like as if he's from canada yeah like, no they talk about him like he's an alien they're yeah. like yeah well yeah craig, he's, not a, he's not a southern gentleman he's not a so. southern gentleman meanwhile craig's maybe the nicest out of all of them and and what's interesting is that when i a boy from new jersey who uh, migrated all the way to new york city uh i think of people from delaware and i'm like oh that's like the deep south are you kidding me like really yeah of course i have no anything below you 
you know, Philadelphia to me. It's Southern. It's just Southern. Uh, I mean, maybe DC is like the line in my, in my view, but Mm. the idea that somebody from Delaware is going, yeah, he's friggin' Northern, uh, the way he, you know, there was a scene in which he kind of, um, called, um, Caitlin, is that her name? What's the 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 pregnant woman's name? Catherine. Catherine, sorry. Our so, queen. So Catherine calls Catherine out at this dinner and uh, calls her not classy for having sex with three of the guys at the dinner in yeah. one week's time. Name them. Um, Who? Name them. <laughs> I don't have to. But when he, it was like, you know Craig, he just has to talk all the time. He's yeah. got his big southern, big northern mouth. Yeah, you he's, know how those Yankees are. Yeah, they won't not, shut you know, up. It's just like, the guy's from <laughs> Delaware. What are you talking? But um, that is the dmv so it's a little different mm-hmm. but um yeah so i uh i guess if we're talking shep i don't know i don't know what shep seems to still be on the show shep is like a golden retriever that's into drugs like yeah. i feel like he's just like kind of goofy and he and suffers like, from jim carrey mouth yeah he, he has jim carrey teeth mouth smile mm-hmm. without that charm and he seems to be beloved by women like except for one girl who was not into him at all really stuck in his craw yeah i loved it for about a day and a half i think her name was mj who knows she who was knows? barely on the show because she kept being like i'm not trying to date you yeah but but i think yeah, because they also it was also you found out that this girl had like a very serious like boyfriend. Well, she was hanging out with her ex boyfriend. Yeah, so something was she just clearly maybe wanted to be get and, a little. And she was like, I have feelings for her. And then Cameron and everyone ever watching the show is like, you just like her because she doesn't like you. Yeah, it's obvious. And so Shep seems to live the life- lifestyle everybody wants to live. He's an outdoorsman. He's a party guy. You he know, just can't get it. his shit together. Um, and all the ladies love him. He's put up those numbers and he's dating danny or he danny is in the picture a lot she's his ex-girlfriend and as um t rav pointed out she does look like she walked straight out of a ralph lauren ad ralph lauren oh my god i said lauren i did i just did the tarjay thing ralph lauren that is the correct it's not ralph lauren nope oh interesting yeah do we just try to make it like frenchify we did that as a culture for some reason (laughs) it's ralph lauren uh interesting well yeah so i think shep you know as much as you kind of want to be like, ah, shit, man, what a shit, shitty guy. You know, he's thinks he can just party and, and have sex and, and enjoy his life. I immediately liked Shep, and all the way through the entire season, I kind of felt like he was my rock. Oh, really? Yeah, he felt like the person that it does. It didn't matter what was going on, what kind of uh, hijinks was going on. He seemed to keep a normal head about it, mm-hmm. uh, keep a sense of humor about it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, when you think Shep is really going to be the one that gives you the the guff in the season where you're like, oh, where is he going to fuck up where everything's coming down on Shep? Never happens. Yeah. And he's just kind of a bystander that had a bunch of fun scenes throughout. Yeah. So he managed to come out pretty much unscathed and also provide a lot of enjoyment throughout the season yeah and so that's why i want to give shep the cool guy award for season one. Oh wow bing yeah. bing bing yep. he got it you know i'm interested in watching i and i don't know if nick is going to keep watching this i show. will keep watching this. okay show. i am going to keep watching this too i'm interested in seeing how long this persona um lasts for shep because i um, i think that as he ages it will fall apart what's interesting now so we start watching this show just last week folks and season six of this show is airing at the time so we're getting commercials for it 
we're getting commercials for season six because we're watching it on the Bravo app on Roku. Which sucks, by the way. Bravo, up your game. Yeah, no. The Bravo app is horrible. It, it's horrendous, it's folks. It's painful. I mean, Andy. Things, I mean, you don't even watch it as much as I do, Ash. Like, when I'm trying... Uh, there are times where the audio is out of sync. Ugh. Sometimes they do this thing where the last 10 seconds of every scene is cut off and you don't realize it till like halfway through and you're yeah. like, and you realize that something happened when uh, during a commercial break, not all of the commercials went through. So just like two of four in the corner hangs and then all of a sudden, you know, like you're, ha- you're going to have a rocky day trying uh. to catch up on uh you know your your real housewives it's it's horrendous but uh, uh i digress now um the what was i talking about you were talking about the trailers for season 6 so you get to see what like just little snippets of what's happening 5 seasons later as you're in the thick of season yeah. 1 and you're seeing who's there who's not yeah there's different people there and and it there was a little bit of a spoiler for me mm-hmm. um because Catherine who was not a featured cast member on this first season she just kind of comes in and out starting from the first episode and becomes the focal point of the season um you see that she is in season six and and the 18, that blew your mind it did well 10 seconds of the 22 seconds you get for this trailer yeah you, she's at a dinner with um you know uh one of some other cast member i can't really remember and i'm like oh shit so she's for real so yeah. something goes on here that where she's gonna stick around they like her she's now a cast member i don't see craig i don't see craig in this i don't uh-uh. see jenna in this situation now, I don't know if they don't come back season two. I didn't read any spoilers. Uh, I just I know that I don't Craig see that. Stays. Who I do see is Shep. Yeah. Oh, I don't see T-Rav. I kind of figured. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't, I see Shep. Shep. Now we get to Shep season one. He's never been on TV before. He's just living in his funds. Yeah. Doing what he does. Now Shep's a fucking star and it's season six. You know, all, a, a, a plot point of of season one is he can't really dress very well. Yeah. You, season six, he's in a nice suit, hair's done real nice, wearing a nice shades. So I'm like, oh, so I, I'm interested in seeing the progression of mm-hmm. Shep. Not mm-hmm. only is he able to live this life of leisure, but now there's fame behind it. Mm-hmm. And now there's more ego behind it. And I'm curious if Shep is going to turn on me throughout this journey. Yeah, I think he will. That's my prediction. Yeah. I hope Craig's there. Um, well, who knows? Should we move on to a next sure. another male sure. character? We got Whitney, folks. So Whitney, clearly the show is supposed to be about Whitney. It ended up being a little about Whitney. Yeah, it um, ended up being more about Whitney's mom. Yeah, Whitney's mom is fantastic. What's her name? I don't know. Priscilla? Uh, something. <laughs> but she's just a, a rich mom, lives in a really nice estate. Mm-hmm. Whitney's living with her at the time. She's, she's a kept woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got a, a private chef who seems to also deal with the fashion in some way helping Whitney pick out suits and clean up. I never saw him cook a goddamn thing. Then there was a guy who looked to be like a butler, but it seemed like he was the mixologist. He was making drinks for them at all hours. I guess we should talk about that. I haven't seen a show on television that has made me want to drink alcohol more mm-hmm. than season one of Southern Charm. My God, do they like cocktails over there. Patricia. Patricia is the mm-hmm. mom. Patricia gets her medicine, a.k.a. cocktails. Whitney is going to have a cocktail. He's going to he's worrying about carbs. So he's uh, he's having a, uh, you know, a vodka on the rocks with a splash of uh, soda and 
you know, um, everyone's drinking every all scene, of the time, and that makes scene. me want to drink so yeah, bad. Yeah, it, it, it really does make you want to drink. That's another thing about when I would lived in Savannah. I drink all the time because that's what people are doing. That's what you do, and you're so hot. It's so hot. You're so hot. You're but so you sweaty. <laughs> you have to cold drink. Glass is my medicine. <laughs> you have to drink alcohol to survive mentally. Yeah. So I, it really did make me want to drink. And honestly, one of me it made me want to drink cocktails. I mean, they. Mint julep. These fuckers make a drink look real good because mm-hmm. they're not just grabbing, you know. No, this is fine. No, drinking. nice and they, yeah. nice. They're nice grinding glasses. stuff. What were you telling me about? There's a, a lead glass that you saw. Well, in in I don't know, like the sixth episode or something. Cameron, who's getting her real estate license, passes T. Rav's house, and there's a glass of alcohol sitting outside, and she's telling Jamie about it. I think Jenna, excuse me, she's telling Jenna about it, and she says like, yeah, and it was just you know. It was sitting there, you know, T-Rav, what a drunk. There was that glass. It was like uh, lead crystal. And she was talking about lead crystal. That's a very, very, very nice type of glassware, usually in high dining I don't think people use it anymore, though, because Anything it has with lead, lead. I kind of feel like we phased out. So then I'm like, wow, does T. Rav have lead poisoning, y'all? Is that the twist? Because I don't, you know, it it is the 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 crystal that you um, that makes a really nice ringing sound that when you you tap it for a cheers, it's got this very like ding ding type, very uh, chimey noise. Um, the way that light filters through it is really pretty. It gives it like more. Um, like, I don't know, an iridescent look almost. It gives a lot more, like, uh, rays when it's going. Light is being filtered through lead crystal. But I I didn't, I just thought people had it on display now. It was the impression I was under. I didn't think it was still in use. Travis Ravenall's drinking his scotch out of that In the sin- 21st century. So, yes, the drinking was unbelievable. And I... I, I it was so interesting that, I mean, we're going to talk about him. Let's just start talking about yeah, him. Yeah, let's talk about T-Rav. it. T-Rav. I mean, drunk all the time. Th- this guy, at the, you, he would get progressively drunk. You know, you know they're filming these episodes like out of order. <laughs> the scenes happen in different days, but with to a T, through each scene, he's progressively getting drunk. Yeah. And at the last scene of every single episode, which most episodes ended in a dinner party. Yeah. He is slurring his words and mm-hmm. looks like he doesn't know where he is. Yeah. And I have never wanted to be a guy more. Now, I know that sounds <laughs> controversial <laughs> knowing that we what we know about T-Rav, but I'm saying at this point, I'm like, this fucking guy, I don't even really like drinking. Yeah. And the way that this guy drinks, it makes me want to be a drunk. That can't be good. Can't be good. I mean, but man, they're, they're drinking so much on this show. They it's really incredible. are. I feel like we're going to, I mean, we've been talking about this for a while. We might as well just jump into the main storyline. Yeah. T-Rav and Catherine, so y'all. So in, in the first episode, we've, we uh, it is established who Travis Ravenall is. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ashley, maybe you can explain. You seem to have more, you're more up on the history of the families and yada, yada, yada. Well, I'm not really like, I don't know much about the Ravenall family, but I do know this sort of um, very tired um, idea of like needing to trace back like Southern family, like, and they came from the Jeffersons it who came from in every episode. Somebody's like, well, yeah. they're Calhoun. So we all know. Well, that. that is interesting with Catherine being a Calhoun is like the way they're like, and that is a very respected name. John Calhoun is a monster. Um, he is, he's, 
I'm at a loss for words. This isn't a history podcast. This is a reality television podcast. So I don't really want to get into John Calhoun, but I'll say that he's like just your definition of a white supremacist. So, and his ideologies um, pretty much are the reason the South um, seceded from the Union. He's just, he's not, He's not someone, if if I was related to John Calhoun, I wouldn't tell anybody, is what I'm trying to say. So the fact that they're talking about him, like, and she's a Calhoun, I'm like, oh my God, this is embarrassing for y'all. But they're talking about it like it's not, like and, it's something to be proud of. And that comes up very early when T. Ravs, Travis's political advisor, is trying to, ex- he, uh, is trying to explain to him what he needs to do to try to get... Uh, back into politics in a good way. Now, yeah. the reason that he needs a lot of work is because he was convicted Ooh, a of, felony. A, of a felony and went to prison for distribution of a class A drug substance. He I, and it seems as it comes out is he was just partying at his place and had a he whole just lot of offered cocaine. Some people coke, he, man. And he went and he went to prison and he came back and he's trying to get back into politics. His father was like in the House of Representatives or something for years. There's yeah. a bridge in Charleston that's named after him. Mm-hmm. It's and he is now, I guess, uh, besmirched his family's yes, name, yes. and he is trying to own it and come back and run as a socially liberal. That is another thing. Okay, uh, his whole platform yeah. is like a confederate. Like his that, that I know too much about the South Listen, to watch folks, this show. I just don't <laughs> think that taxes should go to anybody who who needs them. I don't. I don't think the government should be giving anybody money. But I do think I should be able to have sex with any women <laughs> that I see at any moment in time. I do, I just don't think. You know, that's sort of what he's running on. And yeah. He's a libertarian, if yes. you will. Yes, and I will say that I'm not saying that libertarians are confederates by any means, but I will say that their ideology does tend to match up on some certain things. Uh, small federal government, you know, states' rights, etc. cetera. Uh, so that's where we uh, we meet uh, Catherine. Um, and as I said before, his political advisor said, hey, you got to settle down, my man. You're 50 years old. Um, you're a bachelor and you've been convicted. I think something that you can do is get a wife and get a kid. And so the first person that we're introduced to because he sleeps with her in the first episode is Catherine. Mm -hmm. And Catherine comes from the Calhoun family. Mm -hmm. And that would be a good political family, the Ravenals and the Calhouns. Now that's a a match Mm -hmm. made in heaven, if you will. Uh, And so he he has his eyes kind of set on being um, settled down more, and this is a person that he could possibly settle down with. Throughout the season, he kind of bounces back and forth to a few other ladies, Shep's ex-girlfriend, Danny. We find out that they're on a date. He tries to make a pass at her and tries to kiss her, and, and she does not like it. She's then they like, go, you're a felon. <laughs> yeah, they go out to dinner, and she's like, I don't think my family's going to like the fact that, of your conviction. Yeah. And the way that T-Rav's face dropped as if he had no idea this was going to affect him at all. He is... I, he, I'm not into, yes, I am. I'm very much into armchair diagnosing people. He seems to be like a class A narcissist. Like he is shocked that she wouldn't date him because of this felony. And in fact, later when he's talking about his felony, he's like, they came after me because I was a Raven, a Ravenal. He is not taking responsibility for his actions. And he's instead saying like, I'm, he's spinning it so that I am so great that the government felt like they had to take me down and that's how they did it. That's really what my felony is about. My felony isn't a reflection of poor choices. My felony is a reflection of my own success. Uh, Yeah, and Ashley explained to me why that's a bad thing for him to say, and I agree. (laughs) (laughs) um, But 
throughout the season, he ends up kind of dating this Catherine woman. Oh, yeah. Big time. She moves in. It becomes a big uh, point of conflict. She's 21. She's 21 years old. And he's an old man. And everybody kind of feels like this is a problem. Everyone's grossed out by it. And then also all the guys that are grossed out by it, you find out that they had all had interactions. They all slept with Catherine. They all slept with Catherine, which then becomes a point of contention. Yeah. He, uh, she has a pregnancy scare. Mm -hmm. Uh, The uh, pregnancy test comes up as an error people think that she's fucking with it Mm -hmm. and that she's trying to trap him you have craig the one person that Catherine uh gave the hand to and basically said i don't think so craig uh he calls her out he also has problems with her hanging out he has a moment with shep where he's like don't you get it he she's trapped travis she's trying to trap one of us here and uh um uh, shep's like why she's got money and everything he's like no you don't get it she kind of wants to she wants to she be wants in to, our inner circle. She wants to be in the inner circle. She wants to. She sees this. She likes it. She wants to be with. And then uh, Shep's like, "You're trying to say that she wants to be one of our friends." And what they're doing, which is something I've seen on these reality shows, mostly Bravo shows, is that they're trying. They're beating around the bush, uh, and that bush being, Catherine wants to be on this fucking TV show. Yeah, and they think that she's using T Rav to get there. Um, in the end, spoiler alert, folks, from 15 years ago or whatever, uh, she it they do stay together, uh, Travis and Catherine, in this first season, and she is pregnant, um, and we see a little tag at the end of the season where um, she's pregnant and gives birth to Travis's daughter. Yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, that's where they stand after the first season. Now, Ashley, I want to ask you, do you feel like Catherine was just trying to get on Southern Charm? No. I think she was, man. I don't think so. I think Catherine, I mean, first of all, she's 21. So like to have the long game in sight of like, I'm going to get on this television show. This is how I'm going to do it. I just don't think that's in her wheelhouse at that age. It, it definitely wasn't for me at 21. I mean, I could barely get to work on time. Wait, that does not, that's not actually fair because I can barely get to work on time now. Yeah, but true. I was like a wild animal at 21. I think Catherine is like being, I think, I think the, the camera and the lights and the glitz of it all is a hundred percent affecting her idea of t-rav in mm-hmm. the sense that it's adding an element of fantasy it's adding an element of hollywood you know that's got to be exciting but i don't think that she's like this is how i'm going to get on the show i want to be on the show and this is how i'm going to do it i do believe she is being motivated by her emotions for t-rav it's interesting i i, I think she probably likes him I do feel like that Craig had a point. She was trying no to No 21 a, year old has that much. What? That wants to be on a TV show? Can I, figure I, it out like that. Figure it out? Yeah. It's, all you have to do is kind of get it. You know, she probably was watching Real Housewives of Jersey. She doesn't. It out. No. Why? I, don't, I just don't think that anyone would have that at 21 would be able to have that foresight and that cunning and then also be able to hide that because I feel like she did seem like she had feelings for T-Rav yeah. on the show. Yeah. I don't know. I, well, I, I'm interested to see how it all pans out. Nick, you're you're giving me that look like we've gone on too long, but I want to say we haven't even gotten to your favorite character. Wait, well, oh, yeah, that <laughs> is true. I totally forgot. Another despicable man, uh, allegedly. Why did you like JD so much? I fucking love JD. Why do you like him? JD seems... Okay, you guys, he, 
just JD season one, right? No, nothing. We based don't know on, what happens. We don't know what that. happens. But JD is Travis's friend who has settled down, has a family, owns a few, as owns a couple of jazz clubs, got a barbershop, owns a barbershop, owns a, a a nice restaurant, and JD is featured quite a bit on this. It seems like there's a lot of parties that happen at JD's places. Yeah, yada yada yada. He's constantly inviting people over. He's constantly wearing shirts. He's and working his way in there, him. and yeah, and honestly, JD seems like a a character in a movie. That would be oh, or an actor that was hired to play a, the character of JD in a movie. Yeah. What like, do you mean by that? You said that to so me. so perfectly casted as the person that he is. <laughs> he would be the funny second in a movie about a comedy movie that was Southern Charm. Like if T-Rav was played by, you know. Um, Tom Hanks. No, I, I was going to say like Kenny Powers. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it kind of felt like he was in uh, Eastbound and Down. Yes. As like a, as a friend of Kenny Powers, who's also kind of like a d- despicable asshole, but a little less than, you know, and um, he was just amazing. I mean, when he threw that barbecue at his house and he just sweat through like three shirts, um, you know, he give he he uh, he they had um, uh, South Carolina Day. Carolina Day. Carolina Day. And uh, at his establishment, and he stands up and he does this like kind of presentation in front of everybody, and he's in his white tux. And then he's like, Now I'd like to do something that uh, I like to end the night in the same way that we always end the night. And I'm not getting out of here before we dance. And then (laughs) the music hits. He's spinning. He's just hilarious. And anytime he says anything in an interview, like where the clearly the producer's like, "Um, So uh, it seems like you guys like to drink. And he'll always have like an answer like well i'll tell you what uh i wouldn't call myself a drunk but i also wouldn't call myself sober (laughs) he always laughs at like the end of his yeah he's got like a little saying for everything he's a little daddish jd was one of the first points of the show where i'm like i'm gonna like this show give me more characters (laughs) like this i like this i like the ancillary characters now somebody who i thought i was gonna love the person that was the link for me for this tv show as you guys know i'm a diehard real world fan well that's cameron folks cameron was on the uh i believe the san diego season of real world with brad mm-hmm. um i don't remember anything on that show i know she was on one or two challenges as well i don't really i remember she just was small too petite for the thing that was kind of the whole deal like oh what are you gonna do with cameron she can't do anything she played that role in the challenge mm-hmm. which we don't really get those characters anymore yeah that's true um so but she really all she did was talk about getting a real estate license she didn't show any part of her family. She didn't get too drunk. She didn't, didn't show get... her boyfriend, who we found out she got married to at yeah. the reunion. And I know that we still don't. Like, that's something I've heard as a critique mm. for Cameron is that she is does not open up. And I read a little interview. This is the one little thing I did because I wanted to see if she was married and what the deal was yeah. after I watched the season. And I, I, she gave an interview and she was like, I've done reality TV before. I know for a fact that I don't want this part. You're a dope if you open this part of yourself up. And you know what? Kudos to her because she was able to be a main cast member featured on every single episode of these shows. And she came out of here smelling like daisies, Squeaky bro. clean. And uh, you know she's still on the show too. So it's, yeah, but it's didn't interesting. Have, did not have one storyline. I guess the being a, a realtor was her storyline. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You know, I got to f- I got to find out through her that downtown Charleston's where you want to be, yeah, in society. But that's about that's it. That's about it, folks. That's a great show. Uh, I've 
I don't know why I didn't pull the trigger on this fast enough. I just felt like I had too much in my life. Ashley forced my hand, and guess what? I'm a new fan, and I will catch up, and I will be watching yeah. the other seasons of the show. I know that Southern Charm New Orleans just friggin' premiered, folks. I can't wait to watch everything that this show has to bring. <sighs> it's good stuff. Folks, that is the podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, do us a favor. Follow us on Twitter at RealityBlowsPod. Follow Ashley on Twitter at Ashley B. Roberts. Follow me on Instagram at Nick Maritato. You can email us email us at RealityBlowsPodcast at gmail.com. Recommend some stuff for us to watch. We always love Rex. And please go to my website, Ashley Brooke Roberts, and look at those tour dates. Come see us. We'll be on the road. Guys, catch us on the road. Um, also, I don't know how we're going to do next <laughs> next episode. Next episode yeah. might be a road app. We don't know. We may can one before we leave. Who knows? Uh, I got a gig coming up this week where I'm not going to be around. Ashley's got to prep for this tour. We got to hit the road on Saturday. All I'm saying is we will have something out next week, but who the hell knows what it is. It may not be 100% reality oriented. It may be our reality, or we may watch something on TLC real quick and do a podcast about it, but God damn it, we will not miss this Monday. I promise you that. Folks, we love you and goodbye. Bye.